Sam Ryan Hidari, host of the Sex Lies and Lawyers. Today we have a guest. Sean is a former um, former intelligence officer at the Army. Is today our guest in the light of the recent events that is happening in the world, the wars, and also in the Middle East. We invited one of my friends uh, to talk about uh, this situation. Let's analyze and see that what's going on. Thank you, Sean, for coming on the show. Thank you much, Sam. I appreciate it. Uh, it's good to be here, right? And I guess the the question we're going to ask ourselves are: Are we uh, looking at World War Three? Yeah, that's the thing that on the social media they are talking about. There are a lot of views, there are a lot of hostility and uh, animosity, and a lot of issues going on on both sides. Uh, Tell us about your background first before we get into the argument. Uh, what your background is exactly? Uh, I'm an ex-military analyst, former military analyst. Uh, I served in the military for a significant amount of time from 01 to 08, uh, all throughout Europe. Uh, during that time, I had seen multiple regions uh, deployed to multiple countries. Uh, and basically, I have a pretty good overview of what's going on right now in terms of the intelligence aspect. So you were intelligent officer and analyst during the right after the 9/11. Correct. For how many years? Six years. A uh, total of eight uh, in the military, and for five in Europe. Okay. So right now, when you are looking at the news and uh, all the nonprofit organizations reporting, including some of the humanitarian places, and also by looking at the news that can be biased both sides, okay? Mm -hmm. So what's your take is exactly? What's happening? I mean, for myself, uh, not to become, to go down the religious rabbit hole, but uh, to look at the situation from an overview, uh, I would say that currently we're probably looking at a multi-front war uh, based on the situation with the Ukraine and Israel, uh, and not to forget the fact that China's currently kind of uh, poking the dragon with the United States and Taiwan. Uh, I, I do believe we're probably going to enter another phase of war of, of some type, uh, whether it's a multi-front war, which is against U.S. policy. Uh, but I do believe that's basically what's transpiring. And I think China is going to you know, seize the opportunity while the United States is engaged in Israel and the Ukraine. Uh, what do you mean seize the opportunity? Because you think that United States is going to be dragged into another war? I, I think China is going to see the opportunity uh, to take Taiwan as a whole because we are preoccupied with Israel's conflict and the Ukraine and Russia. You mean that United States' attention on politicians' attention is distracted? That's Correct. the reason they, are, they take advantage of the situation? Yes, sir. And what about the situation in the Middle East? What, how, what's your analysis are as to the, how it happened, why it happened? Uh, ultimately, I guess the reality is with the uh, Hamas attack in Israel, uh, they're stating that the Iron Dome system did not function. And it was not designed to, I do not believe, not to quote any specifications, uh, I do not believe it's designed to track a low-flying uh, target such as a, uh, a sail, a parasail, or whatever you want to call it, uh, however they did it. Because I'd seen multiple videos of people shoot, parachuting in and coming in on parasails. Um, the system was not designed in that, in that manner, and let alone radar has blind spots. You know, the radar needs to be able to transmit and receive at the same time, and not all systems are designed to do that uh, from the standpoint of uh, like waveform theory and so on. Uh, with regard to the physics, you cannot transmit and receive at the same time. So you'd need multiple radar systems to track something like that, let alone the fact that nylon is uh, can be penetrated with radio waves. So you're not going to see it, and if you did, it'd probably come up as an artifact or aberration of some type. 
So that, that was more than likely the, the, the real... Uh, it means that it, it was taking advantage of the blind spots and also some def defective part of the system. I, I don't want to call it defective, just an inadequate uh, uh, portion of the system. A system that could not be fixed. Possibly. I mean, I'm sure it'll get looked at at some point in time. Uh, there might need, to be, might need to be another system you know, that has to be developed to handle something like that. And the other thing, too, is if they're so low at treeline, impossible to track. So it, it just depends on what the capabilities of the system are and where it can see on the horizon. And where do you see this war is going? Because it's a real full-blown war right uh, now. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at a full-blown assault uh, in the Gaza uh, in the Strip. Uh, with regard to Hamas, they're probably going to realize that they made a mistake with Israel and the United States of America. Uh, I mean, if, if you consider who Americans are and what we are, uh, we are Christians. Uh, we were founded in the, the province of Judea, and, you know, Christianity adopted throughout the Roman Empire at some point, you know. Uh, and the reality is, if you look at Genesis, uh, what is it, Genesis 12:3, uh, he will bless those who bless his people. Uh, if I get that, you know, that paraphrase correct, mm -hmm. uh, with regard to uh, the Israelites. And I believe that the United States will back Israel to its fullest extent and will not allow any further uh, penetration of the Israeli borders. Uh, with that said, and the other countries having uh, already kind of shown their hands uh, and spoken to the situation, I believe that we're going to have a world war. How it's really is possible that because Israeli intelligence is so capable that they are training all the other intelligence services and the CIA. How they miss this? Mossad, I mean, the, the, the reality is there, there's holes in all intelligence, right? Whether or not they're told there's an issue coming their way, they don't know the scale of the attack, uh, as well as deciphering through the multitudes of reports. Uh, it's like putting out an APB or you're looking for a white Toyota Corolla mm -hmm. in the United States of America, right? You're only looking for one, but there's a, you know, a million reports. Um, it's something like that. And you need a piece of information that's going to turn around and kind of make that one report stand out. And it may have been missed, or they may have wanted to see what's, what Hamas's capabilities actually are knowing that, and they were prepared to repel it. Now, I don't think that they were going to, I do not believe they've, uh, assess a situation to the point in which they would kill civilians, murder women and children, or, or even behead children. Uh, I did not believe the intelligence agencies had that kind of information. Uh, the brutality involved in that is something that probably came down from a lower chain of command than up high. Uh, going is there any information that there was a hint to the Israeli government or anyone about this situation or any intelligence coming in and was misanalyzed or what, never analyzed? What I've seen, reason? well, what I've seen from reports is that they were aware of the attack and it was discarded. And uh, as well as uh, I believe Egypt had warned them at some point. Um, that How there many was days a, prior? I heard three. Three days prior, three days it was prior. warned, but no one took it serious. Or the analysts. I mean, most actually, of the time, most. That's the kind of job that the someone like you or the team of like you, the the intelligence analysts, they just analyze it to say that what's the level of the threat is. Correct, but it's like any other document. Things are redacted. You know, the further up the chain you go, it's like playing telephone. If you've ever played it as a child, you tell a story, and then the person passes the story on, and, and those things change from person to person. Now, 
not everybody may have read the, the initial report, it goes up by you know two levels of chain of command and they're not going to take the time to, to sit down to do something like, example being one of your paralegals might do, your paralegal sits down to read a document for you, give you a synopsis. They may not have done so and they just accepted the synopsis of whoever was below them in their chain of command, expecting them have done their job to bring forth the proper information and provide appropriate data points that are going to allow them to make, a edu make an educated decision on the situation. You mean that the information gets to the analysts, it takes a long path. That's the reason some people, they just miss some stuff or doesn't brief that part that Correct. is required to be taken into attention or the seriousness of the attack or something. Yes, that's a Correct. chain of the information that getting to the final analyst actually to decide. Absolutely, that is correct. Yes. That's the way it's analyzed. And I, there's I, no machine or any system that analyzes or algorithm to analyze those softwares that these people use to not to miss anything? I mean, during my time, there was not. No. Uh, I mean, we had systems that correlate data based, you know, databasing. Um, correlating, yes. Analyzing, no. Uh, capabilities, I can't discuss. But the reality is, at this point in time, I, I would think that we would have a better system in place to make that assessment. But there's other times where intelligence is, is withheld. Uh, due to national security issues, or we do not want to show our hand and say, hey, yes, this is a capability we have. We do not want those other countries to know this. And although Israel is an ally of ours, we not we do not necessarily share everything with them. Oh, okay. So, and this information that comes from the different intelligence service, for example, is um, Egyptians, they told them, they have a different level of the reliability, most likely, yes, as yeah, to I, what, what's the basis of their intelligence is. Human Do they share these things, actually, with each other, or just not sharing it? They say there's a threat that's coming. It, Go it, figure it usually it out. comes in as a report, right? A human intelligence, human, human intelligence report. It comes in as a report. Somebody assesses that report, puts a threat level on it, moves that threat level up the chain of command, or kills it right there. So it may have stopped right there where it never got passed on once it hit is the Israeli chain of command because they, they may have thought like, hey, this might be dis disinformation of some type coming across some social media or coming from, you know, a human intelligence report, report that we may not necessarily deem uh, valid. So, and I say we, but the intelligence agencies as a whole. And some people compare it to the situation in the 9-11 that they had some intelligence, but... Uh, different organizations were not sharing any information with each other or analyze each other's intelligence or using it in their analysis. analysis. Uh, is a similar situation or is different, do you think? I would agree in the sense that the intelligence agencies may not have been sharing the information or may not have communicated the information, but I do not agree that it's as, as grand as the 9-11 uh, plot uh, with Osama bin Laden, uh, unless I see other evidence uh, to say otherwise. So th the reality is is that I would keep it at a a uh, regional attack, something like a regional assault, nothing like a terror attack or a black swan event. Uh, black swan events are events that we may not, uh, we may hear some information about it, but we do not necessarily uh, think that it would happen and it does happen, or, or it, uh, advanced events that like the loss of a dam or or a major disaster major caused disaster. caused by a terrorist attack or terror attack. What about the response time? Why response time was too low? Mm. For that? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I I could not answer that question. I would think that in this day and age, that especially in Israel, that there would have been armed uh, service members of some type, whether they were IDF uh, or 
police, simply police officers. I know they're the police pack uh, MP5s uh, for the most part. Um, yeah, I've been in Israel. Uh, briefly, briefly, but it was not it was not for pleasure of well, any type. It was it was a deployment. Deployment, okay, and. That's interesting because a lot of people on social media and the news are asking that question, why the response time actually was too slow to this such a catastrophe. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's very unfortunate. And the thing about response time is I believe that it's a citizen's responsibility to be able to defend themselves, right? Everybody has a minimum readiness level that they need to be at. And, and I believe gun ownership is an important thing with regard to that. Uh, if you had Israelis that were pre-armed or already armed, uh, at, let's say, the music festival or rave, whatever was transpiring where they initially attacked, uh, I believe that you'd have had a different situation where, you know, 20 or 30 men may have had, there may, may have been some form of attrition amongst those men. Uh, minimum readiness levels dictate that you would have a weapon yourself, body armor, so on and so forth. And for us, it's the Second Amendment, right? For Israel, oh. Israelis, they do not have a Second Amendment. And Netanyahu has now taken the stance that they've basically removed all requirements for Israelis to obtain weapons. Oh, they're not? They're no longer requiring the, the paperwork and everything else. At the point in time, um, it was a couple of days ago, there was only 3% of the population that owned weapons. And most of those were probably police officers, police officers and former, and IDF. former IDF, yes, IDF and Mossad, so on. That they could carry. Correct. So with that readiness level, I believe it's highly important for a society to have that capability. You know, your weapon's at your side, and it's only a moment away. Uh, the police and fire department and any other form of emergency service to include the military is 10, 20, 30 minutes away. So that's, that's interesting. And what about you say that the World War III? Why do you think that the World War III? I mean, at what context uh, would you call a war, a world war. One country, two countries, three countries. And right now, the way I see it is if you look at, uh, let's say, Arab nations, let's just say Arab nations as a whole, uh, any form of Muslim or Islam, uh, uh, country that has adopted Islam, uh, there's four, five, six countries throughout the, the you know, Eurasia and the Middle East. Uh, I do believe if the United States steps foot in, into Israel and fights in Gaza, uh, Iran, Lebanon, uh, Turkey is going to get involved. And at that point, I mean, you're looking at a world war because the, the chips are going to continue to fall on the table. Uh, Russia themselves said they would become involved. So that's five, six countries in itself. You mean that they are going to be a coalition of the Muslims or the Shiites, Sunnis, or no. it's Arabic-speaking, non-Arabic-speaking? Uh, uh, in, any country that has adopted Islam uh, as their primary religion, more than likely, because there is a call... Uh, that they put out recently to, uh, well, anyways, I, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to. I'm not going to uh, allow them to publish that information. But those countries are going to become a coalition at some point, and we're going to have a war, an axis of evil similar to World War II, let's mm -hmm. say. That's interesting. So, what else you're predicting? Anything based on the intelligence? I see there being a political swing in the United States, uh, a fine, uh, well, an economic and political swing in the United States, uh, probably a move towards a wartime nation uh, like we did in, in the 1950s, uh, if this does persist and, and escalates. Uh, I 
I think the United States and, and Americans in general are in for a very rude awakening, and they do not know what sacrifice is like until you've seen war, and you need to manufacture tanks, aircraft, you need to let your sons go to war, and they may not come back. People have this uh, false sense of security as though the United States of America uh, lives in a bubble, and we do not. We live in a bubble because we, we protect ourselves with the largest defense and budget defense in, the world. in the world. Absolutely. And there's a reason for and that. the military and the Navy. Mm -hmm. So you think that the fire is going to spill into the United States directly or just it's going to be a proxy war? Uh, uh, well, I, I do not think that the proxy war will last long. I think it's going to escalate rather quick. Uh, and if it does remain a proxy war similar to what we have in the Ukraine and Russia, uh, or with Ukraine and Russia, uh, I think it's going to come at a heavy cost to us financially. And how is it going to affect the financial situation of the United States? Mm. More than likely, more than likely, uh, defense spending. Uh, you'll probably see the economy kind of bounce back for a short period of time, and then go into the decline when people decline. And, and yeah, when people, you know, they're going to get that defense spending bump, and then people are going to go into decline after they realize they need to, you know, ration in some way if it does transpire. Uh, I, I think the the most important thing is that we do not have a draft. If we have a draft, it's going to tank the economy. You're, you're going to see a. a, a, a a shock effect. You're saying that effect. the number of the military personnel is not enough? Is going to be a draft? No, it is not. I mean, it's a known fact. They've not been meeting their quota for uh, recruiting, mm -hmm. uh, as well as just general spending. Um, they, they have dollars to spend, but they do not have the soldiers to spend the dollars on. So. You mean that the sign-up for the military by the civilians is low compared Correct. to the years before? Correct. And, and I think a lot of that has to do with the... Uh, the political environment the and the economy social economy yeah as well, social because the psych economy social is good. economy Some people they don't sign up for the military correct i mean for myself i did it i wanted i wanted to go to college and my mother and father were not going to pay for it or could not pay for, pay for it at the time so i joined the military i did what i needed to do and personally i believe in service i do believe that everybody needs to serve uh similar to what israel does yeah, you know three what years. is it? Three, three, three years, years. correct so in the United States of America, we, need, we may need to adopt something like that because if we were, we were ever attacked and our military is deployed, you need to be able to mobilize men. I know Israel uh, mobilized, I want to say, 350,000 men in roughly 48 hours. I don't think any other country in the world could ever do that do at all. They, they, are, they are functioning flawlessly, and I think Hamas has made a, a miscalculation on their behalf. So, And why they did it? That's why this miscalculation. It's why? a religious war. It's it's a simply a religious war, and it's a land dispute. Uh, I really do believe. I mean, in my own personal opinion, Palestine um, and Hamas. Hamas is a form of ISIS. They they were they were ISIS after having been destroyed, and their their leaders uh, uh, killed by the United States of America. Um, which is a good thing. Uh, they kind of were reabsorbed into the more radical groups uh, of Islam, and the imams are, are sitting there preaching uh, you know, hateful rhetoric uh, amongst the people, and, and it truly is a religion. How's the relationship with the Mahmoud Abbas actually on the other side? Pardon? But with the Palestinian government. On the Palestinian side? Well, the reality is, is you have, I believe their imams are much older. I mean, they're in their 80s. Uh, not progressive in any way. They've not changed their views in any way. The United States is evil, um, along with their religious uh, rhetoric. Uh, they want death to them to America, and 
it's a problem because not everybody wants that and not everybody believes that either. So there's good amongst the, the evil. There's no doubt about that. But the problem is, is their leadership. Uh, I, I do believe the leadership uh, says a lot about a country. I think we're seeing that right now in the United States. What, what happens when you have weak leadership throughout a country and, and you start having economic and social issues? Uh, the American people need to make a choice because you can end up like a third world nation very quickly. Countries fall because of leaders. That's interesting. So thank you. Anything yeah, else that you want to add? No, I, I, I hope that everybody has the opportunity to turn around and, and take this into consideration. Uh, it's an important thing that's transpiring in the United States right now. And if we do not get involved in Israel and defend Israel, I believe that we'll end up with a situation on our hands where uh, ourselves will end up in a war we may not be able to control. Hopefully we don't get there. Absolutely. Hopefully no world war. Thank you very Thank much you, for coming Appreciate on the board. It. Thank you. Bye-bye.